Hey, uh, Justin, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, sure. What you got? Uh, well, uh, what do you think about, uh... uh no, I saw it last week. Oh, what about, uh... Not, not again. No. How about this? Wait. You want me to watch what? So, what did you think of First Blood? I I had expectations going into this because I'd seen little snippets of it. Right. And I, and I, I knew the concept of Rambo from growing up. This was a lot better than I anticipated. The first one typically is. <laughs> because I promise you, by the fifth movie of this, they have betrayed everything that makes Rambo Rambo in favor of just a ruthless killer. Gotcha. This is a movie that has a body count of one. That's true. <laughs> that is true. For for all those folks out there that might be thinking that this is a bloodbath of a movie, there's certainly injury, but yeah. only one death. Yeah. So for those of you joining, welcome. This is You Want Me to Watch What? A podcast where Justin and I get to watch movies the other hasn't seen and then talk about it. And so today's Sylvester Stallone's First Blood. Yes. I was going to say something else, but just kind of faltered in the middle of it. That's fine. So anyway, so for those of you who haven't seen it, well, mazel tov. You get to listen. <laughs> <laughs> first Blood is the first movie of the Rambo series. It was before they knew that they were going to make more. In fact, there is a not used ending in which Rambo was going to be killed at the end. Mm. So in the book, um, so Brian Dennehy's character, Sheriff Teasel, at the in the book they kill each other and ah. that's kind of how it ends is that they kill each other in the unused ending for this movie um sam troutman the colonel that like trained him and so forth kills him kills rambo because he's the only one left of his of his group yeah. and so he can have a quote unquote honorable death uh, yeah. kind of thing but that's at the end. At the beginning, Rambo, who we don't know who he is yet, he's just a drifter. And he shows up at a lady's house looking for one of his com combat buddies and learns that that he died. Cancer had basically killed him uh, from the Agent Orange. That was, at least that's what was being blamed. Yes. And so John Rambo realizes... He's the last one left of his group. And that's kind of how the movie starts us, is mm. him kind of coming to the conclusion that he doesn't have anybody anymore. And where does he wander into? But he starts walking toward the town of Hope. Yep. Little place in Washington. Where Brian Dennehy, as Sheriff, Sheriff Teasel, decides, no, no, no. This will not do. No long-haired, dirty soldier is going to come into my town. Mm -hmm. Drives him through the town of Hope, sets him on his way towards Spokane so that he can get something to eat 30 miles down the road. Yeah. He's walking, folks. This isn't like a police escort with a guy in a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo's just walking. And they get across the bridge... It's a really powerful moment when watching it 
at least for me, because he's done nothing. No. He's hardly said anything. Yeah. Just this, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just drifting, basically. He, he doesn't say that. Look. He doesn't say that, but that's the impression that's given is I'm just drifting through, get something to eat, and then I'll be gone. And the sheriff decides this guy doesn't fit. You know, I don't want drifters in my town because then I have a bunch of drifters in my town. So you don't even get to have a McDonald's or a Dairy Queen. You know, we're just going to drive you straight through, cross the bridge, and send you on your way. 20 miles down the road, you'll find someplace else to be. Yep. And you watch Sylvester Stallone's character, Rambo, make a decision. He doesn't have a lot of lines. In this, probably he probably has the fewest lines of any character yeah. in this, and and he makes the decision: I could keep on going and just shake my shake the dust off my feet, or I can go get something to eat. And he turns around and starts crossing that bridge again, where the sheriff arrests him for vagrancy and resisting arrest, and and we start to. We start to lose any any charitable feelings we might have felt toward the sheriff start to dissolve quickly. He's already elitist and classist mm -hmm. in the way that he's treating Rambo on first meeting. Yes. But then to take him to the sheriff's department where the deputy sheriff, the second in command, beats Rambo, has a fire hose used to wash him. Mm-hmm. And then holds him in a chokehold, insisting that they use a straight razor. This is 1980. Yeah. This is, <laughs> safety razors existed. Yes. You know, using a straight razor to shave a man who is clearly anxious, also clearly has been tortured in his life. Mm -hmm. The scars on his chest and back indicate. And we get the PTSD flashbacks in a very... It's an unpleasant set of camera shots. Yes. Because it flashes really bright lights at us. It shows the back and forth between the bars of the, of the modern prison versus the bars of the Vietnam prison. Mm -hmm. Back and forth. And Rambo has a panic attack. I mean, I mean, I don't think there's another way of putting that. Basically, no. he has this flashback that leads to a panic attack. And he he fights his way out of the sheriff's department. With nothing but his pants, a tank top, and his knife that he grabs from a desk as he's leaving. Yeah, he doesn't use the knife. He grabs it on his way out the door. You know, basically, he punches people yeah. <laughs> um, to get out, steals a motorbike, you know, and out he goes. Our first of many action sequences, mm -hmm. you know, because we get the car chase scene with him on the motorbike going through. For 1980, honestly, really well done. Oh, yeah. Not a whole lot of jumpy, jagged movements. I mean, it, it's bumpy, but it's not bumpy the way that we've seen some of those old movies be. True. It's like, all right, whoever directed this, and I don't have my, my phone open to it to say, okay, we're going to put our camera here, and we're going to make sure that we can watch <laughs> smoothly yeah. for a bit here. And Rambo kind of gets away. 
you know, he escapes from the sheriff in the car because the car wrecks. Mm-hmm. And he's off into the woods. Finds something to wear. You know, kind of tries to run away. Where the sheriff can't let him go because now he's assaulted police officers. Yeah. Vagrancy, resisting arrest, now assaulting police officers. And he gets the crew and they're going to search the woods and the mountains while the guy who was torturing Rambo, beating on him, getting ready, gets a helicopter and a rifle. Yeah. Rambo tries to climb down a cliff. Worst plan. I mean, there, there's no good way out of this. Yeah. You know, but I'm not in a survival situation where people are trying to hunt me with dogs. So I don't know. Maybe it's a great plan. Dogs can't climb. I mean, cats have been going up trees for years because of that exact fact. Yeah, true. So <laughs> Rambo is trying to climb down. The helicopter shows up. Galt, the, the cop, has a sadistic quality to him. Uh-huh. Where he wants to kill this vagrant drifter. Yes. And comes really close to doing it a couple of times. Once they've got Rambo cornered basically behind a tree, Rambo picks up a rock, throws it at the helicopter. Everything in the moment suggests that he's trying to scare them off. Mm-hmm. You know, get away so that I can run away. But the cop had unbuckled. Yes. And he falls out of the helicopter. The helicopter jerks because of the rock. The rock breaks the windscreen. And not, you know, one eyebrow up rock. Yeah. Not can you smell what he's cooking. Yes. There's a stone. Yeah. He doesn't throw Dwayne Johnson. He does not. Although that would change the movie quite a bit. Because Dwayne Johnson would have been what? Like eight? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just toss an eight-year-old. He's like, can you smell me? (laughs) Um, because now there's a dead police officer this sends the sheriff into into fifth gear yeah I'm going to get this guy to wit Rambo effectively neutralizes all the cops yeah whether they and the dogs and the dogs the, the dogs are killed off screen yes but the one bullet he has from the, the cop's gun, he uses to basically shoot the dog guy in the leg. Yeah. Everyone else gets stabbed in the legs. They get knocked unconscious. They get shoulders dislocated. But they're taking out of the action mm-hmm. non-lethally. Yes. And the sheriff is finally held at knife point and said, just let it go. Let me go. And it's all done. In town, you're the law. In here, out here, it's me. Yeah. Keep going and I'll give you a war you'll never forget. It's a good moment. Yeah. And it's an excellent opportunity to just, we're going to let this one go. We're going to radio it out and it'll be done. But of course, we're only halfway through the movie at this point. (laughs) So doesn't work that way. Things do not get let go. The National Guard's called in. The state police are called in. A colonel from the Pentagon shows up. Sam Troutman, the guy who recruited and trained Rambo, shows up. And there is a distinction 
right, between the full-time peace officer or law, law enforcement, mm-hmm. the special forces guy, and the weekend warrior National Guardsman. Yep. In terms of how seriously they take it and their attitude toward it. Yeah. You know, the National Guard's like, hey, I do this part-time. You know, I'm not... I'm not digging into this. I'm not getting my head shot off. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops are not a unit, you know, not a block. You know, they, they think differently each, but they are, okay, this is our job. We're going to get him. And then you've got Rambo, who is in the moment. Yes. He's, you know, he's surviving. Very much in the moment. The National Guardsmen blow up where Rambo is hiding. He doesn't escape because now he's trapped in a mine. So mm-hmm. now he has to kind of go through his brand new Vietnam tunnels. You know, he's got to basically go through this burial into into light. But once he does, he is no longer the drifter. And I think this is kind of the key point. This is so in the early 80s, especially when it came to Vietnam movies, and movies that reference Vietnam, you had a lot of extra meaning that was tried to be tied into it. Mm-hmm. And we get this very, very clear sense of like Rambo was a drifter when he was sealed in the tomb. But as he comes out of the tomb, he is a soldier again. Mm-hmm. This is the Green Beret. This is the this is the guy who, as he puts it later, I, I could fly gunships. I was in charge of tanks, million-dollar machines. Here I can't get a job parking cars. You know, but that's when he takes the fight into the town, specifically to that sheriff. Mm-hmm. Blows up a good part of the town. Well, blows up the gas station, cuts power to the main streets, and blows up the gun and ammo shop. Yeah. Man, sports people just can't catch a break. <laughs> Ultimately leading to the showdown in the sheriff's office where... Rambo shoots the sheriff in the legs. He doesn't kill him. No. He is about to, and the sheriff is asking for it. When Troutman shows up, the colonel shows up, stops him, and we get the most lines that Rambo has in the piece, where he relates kind of the story of being in Vietnam and what happened to his buddies and how there he was somebody, and he had friends and family, and here it's nothing. And it's very... It's kind of darkly comical because you know that Sylvester Stallone isn't. Yes. <laughs> and so that, and he's very young in this. You know, he's not Rocky young, but yeah. he's very young. And so it's really hard to see true pathos in his moment. And so they do a good job of having him cover his face. Mm hmm. From the camera. His vocal inflection is very good. His face doesn't match his vocal inflection in some of those places. But he is eventually then led out where he is supposedly arrested. Yes. You know, uh, and the second movie will pick up, you know, sometime later where he's basically breaking rocks in prison when they want him for a new mission. But that's first blood. It, it's a very small movie that's very action-oriented, survival-oriented, mm-hmm. and it's 
to me, easy to see how it made Sylvester Stallone such a bankable star after Rocky. So tell me what you're thinking. When you were watching it, you know, did you get into it? Did you just kind of, okay, this is the next scene. No, I, I got into it. Um, the pacing was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't much down time. There was just enough between the big action sequences, but there was still plot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, going back to the distinction between the cops and the general and the weekend warriors, you had the one guy in charge of the National Guard who mm-hmm. was like, all right, go in and get him. No, you go. You could tell by his mannerisms, at least from my from my perspective, he wanted to be in the military but couldn't quite cut it. So he got into the National Guard, mm-hmm. and he has like these delusions of grandeur. It's like, well, I'm doing this, you know. But that's also I'm in charge. I'm in charge. But that's also countercut by the fact that. After he makes the mis- after he makes his mistake of blowing up the mind. Mm-hmm. And is now like, you made the mess. You clean it up. Get in there and get his body out. He's like, but I got to be back at work on Monday. I got to be back at the drugstore tomorrow. Yeah, the drugstore. I'm just like, he's, he, that character struck me as a kid that is given everything and is selfish and put in charge of a project, but doesn't want to do any of the work. <laughs> And ultimately doesn't want to deal with the consequences or get his hands dirty. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I got to go over here now. You clean up my mess. I got to do this other thing. It's I get, way more important. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> what happens to him. So you could tell he's very... He's it. quite angry. He's quite angry. And that that struck <laughs> me in that moment. It's like, oh, he's one of those people. <laughs> I really... Enjoyed is the wrong word because it was not meant to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate how they did the flashbacks. And you're right. It was very bright. It was unsettling. I think that was the point. It was meant to put the audience mm-hmm. in a sense of unease because we are now experiencing what Rambo is going through. Yeah. And the the flashbacks, you know, the bars in the prison, the bars in the jail versus the bars in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. How he was being chokeholded by the officer versus what was happening to him in mm-hmm. Vietnam. Very well played out. Have you seen any of those movies that try to take the perspective of a person with aut- with a diagnosis of autism? Uh, yes. With the, the noise and the lights uh-huh. and how, yeah. how it's just overwhelming. Yes. this is That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Is, is oh, wow, we're turning all of the inputs up to up 11. To, yes. To make sure that whoever's watching this is just miserable. Uh-huh. And they did that very well. He has his panic attack. And the subsequent fallout of that is survival. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed, again, wrong word, but in terms of watching the film, at the end, you see the other side of that where he breaks down. Mm-hmm. He's finally to a point where his body is like, this is enough. We're going to stop moving and your brain is going to take over for a second. And he breaks down, and he it be, he actively pulls the general towards him, mm-hmm. not maliciously, but for comfort. Yeah, he is. It's it was very well done to see both sides of the PTSD coin. You've got mm-hmm. the reaction, and then you've got the fallout. It's 
a part of me wondered I I would have liked a better sense of distance or time between the opening when he finds out his last buddy is dead mm-hmm. and arriving at hope because they show like through the credits and you so you get the sense that there's time moving here but I wonder if he's still processing being alone when the sheriff first you know, picks him up. I would say so. It's like how much time it was that all in one day where he's in the middle, kind of in the back of his head, just working that through where he's already in survival mode. Hence he's not charismatic at all. All, Cause let's be real in this moment is that if John Rambo, when the sheriff had first pulled up and Rambo had looked him in the eyes, said, Hmm, I'm just passing through. I just want something to eat, and then I'll be on my way. Sheriff probably would have said, well, I'll drive you through the Dairy Queen, and and we'll get you on your way. Yeah. It leads to the same thing. You can I, – I think you're right. I, I think it happened – we start the movie. He finds – he's very talkative to the lady at the house, which mm-hmm. we assume is his friend's wife. Yeah. Because he's very talkative. Hey, I, I'm, wife, mom, you know, who you know, cares? Hey, just, I'm this guy. I was friends with this guy. Here's a picture of us. To you know, mm-hmm. he's engaging. I think several hours later, he's still in that. He's, he, you know, he finds out his friend is dead. He leaves. A few hours later, however long it takes him to walk to the town, mm-hmm. he's still processing that. And so, I think the movie happens over the course of two days. From the time he finds out his friend is dead until the time he is escorted out of the police station to be arrested. Yeah, probably less than 48 hours because there's one overnight and then the next Mm -hmm. day and it ends at night. Yeah, Less than 48 hours from when we see him. And I even said as we were watching it because he shows up. And he sees the kids in the yard playing, and he kind of smirks. I'm like, is this the last time we see him kind of happy? And you're like, yeah, probably. It kind of. Kind of. So from that moment on, everything in Rambo's life goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Over the next 36 hours, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a pleasant day that he's – no. couple of days he's about to have. No. Um, so Sylvester Sloan, he nails Rambo. Yeah. And he will continue to do so until the script writers and directors screw him about movie four. Um, and we can talk about that off. Yeah. Off mic, because quite honestly, it's less interesting. Fair. Um, but Brian Dennehy's character as the sheriff. Yeah. You know, Brian Dennehy's not a small man. No. You know, he's this big guy. And there's a moment when he thinks that everything is done and he goes back to his office and he sits down and I don't know if you noticed, but behind him is a shadow box with a purple heart. No, I didn't. He's a decorated military vet himself. Huh? Probably Korea because you get the sense that he's maybe 10, 15 years older. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit more than that, but not world war two. No, you know, he's not 40 years older than Rambo at this point. And so, it's it's an unconscious backstory suddenly to the sheriff where he went off to war and he got his purple heart he got his awards but he came back and he made something of himself he got a job 
he got respect, you know, all these things. And so here comes this Vietnam vet with his long hair and his rumpled, dirty coat. And he smells bad because he probably hasn't had a proper bath in who knows how long. Yeah. He doesn't fit what a veteran is supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and it's like you, all of that is wrapped up. And in what is basically something that's over his shoulder that you might not even see. Yeah. And that works well because as as a history buff, Viet, uh, up until that point, Vietnam was not a war that was, yeah. you know, it was a different kind of war. And when the, the, the veterans came home from it, they yeah. were met with a very different attitude than the Korean War veterans. Quite a bit of hostility. Yeah. Quite a bit. And so it's it's intriguing to see that. Yeah. You know, cuz here's a guy went through a lot of the same kind of poop but just couldn't in his head. It's like if you were a soldier, you should know how to act and dress like a soldier. Uh, and I'm going to say that it, from the sheriff's point of view, yeah, I went through the same thing. What are you talking about? He didn't. Yeah. He absolutely did not. Vietnam was a different beast altogether than Korea or any mm-hmm. other real any other war up to that point. The certainly l- for Americans. Certainly for Americans, and we get the sense that in Rambo's case, because of what he was trained to do and the stuff he endured that we saw via the flashbacks, mm-hmm. there there was no way somebody like the sheriff would have survived that. Mm-hmm. So, and and then the third character of note is the deputy sheriff, Gold. Yeah, you could say the third character of note is Trotman, but he's he's basically there to be the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be the exposition dump, and I'm going to be the one to keep you from being killed. Yes, um, Galt is the guy who died. Mm-hmm. Over overly sadistic yes you know one of those things where rambo's not answering the question when it's what's your name 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 well rambo is beginning the panic attack he's seeing the bars he's seeing the all the things and the very first thing when one of the other deputies goes to reach for his dog tags he holds the guy and galt immediately has his stick in hand ready to hit him yeah galt is a bully He's a bully. He is and a, he's bully. a bully with a badge, which exactly. makes it worse. Exactly. He was a bully who was granted the ability to have power and authority mm-hmm. and wields it. Like a bully. Like a bully. Yeah. Yeah. And so of the people who die in the movie, he's kind of the top of the list. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the only one that died in the movie. But that's what I'm saying. It's like if you'd only pick one. Yeah. <laughs> The guy who was going out of his way to belittle, punish, abuse, mm-hmm. and eventually try to kill yeah, in a in a way that he was looking in the eyes. And yeah. even saying, if you don't fly this thing right to the helicopter pilot, you don't fly this thing right, I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's like, well, how are you going to fly the helicopter and shoot the guy yourself, Galt? What an idiot. Yeah. He's not thinking straight. He's one-track mind. And because of the complexity and messiness of people, you come back to the sheriff's like, that was my friend. 
And now my friend is dead because of this other guy. Yeah. Well, he didn't witness anything. He didn't know what's going on. And I guarantee you, even if the helicopter pilot had come back and said, listen, he unbuckled. Mm -hmm. I told him what we were supposed to do. He threatened me. And when the rock hit and I swerved, he fell out. Mm -hmm. The sheriff's still going to blame Rambo because that's the target. Or he's going to blame the helicopter pilot. Yeah. It couldn't possibly be his buddy's fault. No. Just like none of that what happened was his fault. Yeah. They're still going to go after Rambo, mm-hmm. and this helicopter pilot is also going to get... Yeah. So th- there's a lot of stuff, and I don't, I don't think either one of us is ready or prepared to go into all of the things. No. But that being said, this is a see it from me. This doesn't have to be an all-the-time thing, but in terms of the intelligent action movies Mm -hmm. this sits near the top of the list for me oh i would agree it's a it's a see it for me as well if you if you like action movies Mm -hmm. check if you like drama because check that's effectively it's you know there's very little there are some slightly funny moments but i think they're unintentional Mm -hmm. looking at it you know in the year 2024 Right. <laughs> Watching some of the car chase scenes, you're like, that is a very 70s thing to do. Because, you know, 1980 is effectively ni- the, the right. continuation of the 70s. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> that's funny. But it wasn't intentional at the time. So, I mean, if if you like action movies with a lot of explosions, this this one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It also has a good, compelling story behind it as well. Everything... Is well acted. And you can say what you want about Stallone and his acting style and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He does very good in this. The, there is a reason he went on to be a star. Exactly. And it's not because of his looks. Yes. So, well, that was me. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. And I think it means it's your turn. I got something. Me popsicles? Why don't you grab your multipass, a drink, and come sit with us? Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics. Let's do this. Join us and let's talk about science fiction topics and books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget your multipass. Thank you.